0: just realized that if you're watching this, I didn't have my mic set up for the podcast, so here we go. Just going to fix that, and hopefully that's better now. All right, this morning I am reading John chapter 9, and yeah, it's going to be a great chapter, starting at verse 1. Here we go. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Right away, that seems like a really awful question. This is not something that we actually believe anymore. Like, we don't actually believe that if someone is blind or have some sort of uh, physical infirmment that, that they've done something wrong or that their parents have done something wrong, that it's a result of Um, of sin in some way. That is actually an awful, awful belief. But it was a common belief in the time of Jesus, that if someone had some kind of disability, that it was their fault, or it was sort of their family's fault, and, uh, and that there was some kind of sin involved. So this was, uh, again, yeah, common belief back then, really awful. Uh, And yeah, so we'll, but, but it's important for the story because the story ends up being very much about um, who can see, who is really blind, who is spiritually blind, and who is actually the real sinner in the story. So uh, they asked this question. Jesus answered, verse 3, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him, which also seems pretty terrible. Um, and I think it's terrible because we have that. So that in here, right? He was born blind. So that like, so God made him blind so that God could, could reveal his works. Uh, I, I would kind of want to soften that a little bit saying, you know, just wait here because something great is going to happen. There's this grace that is going to come. And I, I, the so that is the the thing that I struggle with um, more. That well, he was born blind, but but watch what's going to happen. God's works are going to be revealed in him. I don't think you can fully escape this. It's it's challenging, um, but again, the way John tells the story, this isn't really necessarily the heart of what the story is about. Um. Then Jesus continues. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Why is Jesus all of a sudden saying this? Well, let's think about this um, in the context of the story, right? So, Jesus is talking about how, um, well, we're going to continue doing God's work while it is day. So, uh, and night is coming when no one can work. Well, why can no one work at night? Because they can't see, the, right? So this is a story about sight. This is a story about blindness, not being able to see. And Jesus is saying, look, we're, we're going to continue doing the work of God while, we can, while people can see. Um, but night's coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So in other words, um, sight is possible with Jesus is kind of what he's saying, right? Okay. So here we go. Verse six. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes. (laughs) Such a great, such a great healing. I just imagine like if we did this today, Uh, saying to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent, which I also just kind of love. You could do like an entire message on the name of the pool of Siloam being sent, um, but it's a, it's a long chapter, so let's not do that. He went and washed and came back able to see. So he gets his sight back. The neighbors and those who had been those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, "Is this not the man who used to sit and beg?" Some were saying, "It is he." Others were saying, "No, but uh, someone like him." He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus, made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. Great miracle story. So fantastic. And then the story continues. Well, they brought the man they brought to the Pharisees the man who had been formerly, had formerly been blind. So they know something's up here, right? Um, and why do they know something's up? Because of verse 14. Here we go. Now, it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Oh, man. Sabbath. Healing again on the Sabbath. Oh, Jesus. You've done this before, and it didn't win you a lot of friends with the religious authorities. And here we go again. Um, right? So big problem. And they make a point of saying he made mud, you know, he actually did the work of, uh, you know, mixing his saliva with dirt to make mud. And how can you do that? Um, So obviously, this is going to be a problem, right? Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. And keep in mind, already, like the religious authorities are trying to figure out ways to uh, trap Jesus, right? Or Um, Find a way to kill him, um, bring him up on um, charges. Uh, Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was your eyes. He opened, he said, he is a prophet. So the man actually doesn't really know like this is, but this is a way of saying like he's from God. He's, he's legit, right? Like for sure. Um, You know, and so, um, so they've asked him and he said, yeah, like he's, he's got to be a prophet. And then we get verse 18 says, the Jews did not believe, and you'll notice that it actually switches from the Pharisees who were kind of questioning and they're divided to now the Jews, which is the code for the opponents of Jesus, right? Uh, Did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? So they didn't believe. They're they're thinking, this guy was never blind in the first place. There's no way. So they call the parents of the man and say, is this your son that you say was born blind? Like, really? Was he really blind? And then if that's true, then how then does he see? And his parents answered, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said he is of age. Ask him. So really interesting. The parents do not like, I don't know if they're talking to their son, like, so they, but they kind of throw them under the bus, don't they? Like, uh, well, we don't want to get kicked out of the synagogue. We don't want to get kicked out of our community, our, our religious community. So ask him, not our responsibility. He's of age. Don't kick us out. I guess if, they get, if you got to kick him out. Oh, okay. I, wow. They throw him under the bus, right? So their church... Is more important than their relationship with their son. Oh no 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 no! That is not the way it is supposed to be. Right? Okay. So the authorities then, verse twenty four. So the second time they call the man who has been bl- who had been blind, and they said to him, "Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner." And so. So they're basically saying, look, if you're going to say this guy's a prophet, or if you're going to go so far as to say he's the Messiah, that's not glorifying God. And you'll notice that Jesus is always on the other side of that saying, if you are not calling me the Messiah, if you're not with me, if you're not believing in me, then you're not giving glory to God. So kind of interesting. Um, So then we're at verse 24 of John 9. And uh, so they say, so they say, give glory to God. We know this man's a sinner. The the blind man answered him. I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know that though I was blind, now I see. Uh, Famous line, right? And right there in the classic hymn, Amazing Grace, I was blind, but now I see. And I love that this guy just says, I don't actually know anything about this Jesus. I don't know if he's a sinner, but interestingly, he knows how he healed him, and according to the Pharisees, at least a large portion of them, that is breaking a commandment. That's breaking Sabbath, and yet this guy's saying, "I, I don't know whether he's a sinner, but one thing I do know, I was blind." But now I see They answer, they said to him, verse twenty six, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Which is true. Why do you want to want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? <laughs> Such a great answer, right? Like do you also oh hey me? Do you also want to follow him? Like, I'm going to become one. I'm going to become his disciple. That's what I'm going to do. Because, I mean, I was blind and now I see. I don't know if he's a sinner or not, but I'm following him. That's going to be great. I was blind. Now I see. Why are you asking to hear it again? You didn't listen the first time. Oh, maybe it's because you also want to follow him. (laughs) That's just great. If someone is like, Having a debate with you and it's not a good one, like not a healthy one. Like I'm all for healthy debate or healthy conversation, but sometimes you end up in conversations with people who are just trying to purposely like poke holes in your religion or your faith or your Christianity, um, and they're purposely trying to do that because no matter what, they're actually not they're not actually interested in learning anything about it. They're just trying to you know quote-unquote prove to you that you're crazy or something and um and i sometimes read this in that way where um you know they're questioning him what did he do like how did he open your eyes come on like tell us tell us the real story and he's like i already told you um i've already said to you oh why are you so interested do you also want to become his disciple (laughs) that's so great just imagine those can imagine being in that conversation with somebody. Oh, oh, that's, why do you keep asking that question? Why do you, why do you keep trying to poke holes in this? Oh, is it also because you're so interested that you want to also follow Jesus? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I'm glad I think I, myself uh, that I'm funny. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's the text that's, that's, I think, funny. Uh, so then verse 28, and it goes from Kind of funny to, to not so much. We, we know that then they reviled him saying, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. Where again, remember Jesus would say, like if you were really disciples of Moses, then you would actually be my disciples. Like, you know, um, then verse 29, we know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. Uh, And that's a recurring theme as well, right? Where Jesus continues to say, I'm from the father. And if you knew the father, you would know where I come from. Um, The man answered, here's an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from. And yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. There you go. Great. Sure. But they answered him. Verse 34. You were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. He's kicked out of his religious, his faith community. Because who are you to teach us? You were born blind, and that must mean you're a sinner. Wow, right? So back then, that's the belief. And we wanna believe, we wanna say, look, we don't really have those beliefs anymore. But actually, do we? Might not be about blindness, might not be about disability, although sometimes, tragically, it might be. Um, but it might just be about, we've decided, this category of people, you are sinners, and there's no way you could we could learn anything from you. And yet this man, though I was blind, now I see. How can you say you don't know where this man comes from? He clearly comes from God, because if he wasn't from God, he wouldn't be able to do things like making a person blind from birth be able to see again. And they just say, you were born entirely in sins, and you're trying to teach us, now get out. And they kick him out of the synagogue. They kick him out of the church, basically. Awful, 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 right? Verse 35, the story doesn't stop there. See, it's way more in this story than just... Jesus doing a miracle, doing another sign. This is one of his, his seven signs that he does in John's gospel. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered, and who is he, sir or Lord? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, you have seen him. And the one speaking with you is he. Jesus said to him, uh, sorry, he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Okay, this is, this isn't the end, but could have been. It's, (laughs) but what a great moment. Let's notice a couple of things here. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. So Jesus heard that he has been kicked out of his religious community, abandoned by them. Uh, and he's not allowed to come back and possibly even out of his family, right? Like his parents threw him under the bus. They don't want to get kicked out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out and like, I don't know, I don't know who's watching this or who end up watching this. Maybe there's somebody who feels that they've been uh, kicked out of their faith community. You know, maybe there's somebody not just feels it, but actually has been kicked out of their faith community. Um, And and this is an important moment, an important verse. Um, Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, when he found him, Jesus actually hears about what happened. And then goes and finds the man who he had healed. He goes and finds him. So it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Right? Lots of times in John's gospel, people are seeking Jesus or they start following him. And he says, you know, come and see, come and follow me. Like it's an open invitation. But a lot of it is about the seeker trying to find something. And then they find, they believe they find what they were looking for in and even more in Jesus. Here Jesus just hears about what's happened to this person being kicked out of his religious community, out of his faith community. And Jesus goes and finds him. Jesus goes and finds him. And he says, "Do you believe in the Son of Man?" And he says, "Who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him." Like, you're the one who who healed me. You're you're the one who gave me my sight. Like, explain to me and I and I will. And notice the eagerness there where it's like, "Oh, yeah." you know, I, I don't fully understand, but okay, I I'm with you. Like explain it to me. And, and yeah, I'm there. So there's this eagerness and this willingness because he's had this experience of Jesus. Jesus then says to him, you have seen him. The one speaking with you is he, and he says, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Um, just this incredible moment of, He's now aligning himself with Jesus, even though he's been kicked out of his faith community, his religious community. Um, It's sometimes hard for us to get our heads around what is going on in that time, in that, in the first century, because there isn't a, there isn't like a Christian church yet. Right. Um, There is the, there are synagogues, there are uh, Jewish communities there. That's the religion. That's the religion. Right. Right. So if we're going to bring this into like Christian contexts, um, then it's not about, you know, we, we actually know of churches where this has happened. People get kicked out of their communities. And I just love this idea of Jesus going and seeking them out, seeking that person out and saying, it's sort of like when he says, do you believe in the son of man? It's almost like he's saying, look, look, yeah, your community's off base. Let's get to the heart of this. Do you believe in me? I'm right here. I'm seeking you out. I've given you your sight. This is what it's about. And he says, yeah, I believe. And, and he worships him. He realizes this is the great I am. This is one that is to be worshiped. This is, this is God in flesh. And, um, and so in the end, it's, it's, it's not about like, I'm all for the church. I'm a pastor in a church, but it's in the end, it's not actually about the religious organization and certainly not about the power structures that get to decide or have set themselves up to decide which category of people is a sinner and which category of people gets to get kicked out for saying the wrong things or asking the questions that we don't think should be asked. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 it's not about that. I'm just coming to you and and I'm bringing healing. I'm bringing life. I'm bringing light. And and it's a whole other game that I'm playing here. Um, And that could be sort of the end of the story. But Jesus um, speaks out at the end of this story. Verse 39, Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, surely we are not blind, are we? Like, you don't mean, you're not talking about us when you're talking about the, the people who are that see become blind, like that's not, you're not talking about us. And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. Oh, whoa. What did Jesus just do there? Uh, this is just so good. Um, Okay, so Jesus came into the world so that those who do not see may see. So is he talk, talking about the blind man or is he talking about people who I guess he is sort of talking about the blind man, right? The blind man is saying like he has this experience, but the moment of sight for the blind man in this story, at least the spiritual sight for him is not the moment of the opening of his eyes of his of his physical healing. It's actually the very end of the story, right? where Jesus goes and finds him and says, do you believe in the son of man? And he says, I don't really know. I don't really know what you're talking about. Like, who is that? But, but I'm open to it. Like I'm open to it, but I don't, because his eyes are starting to be opened to the reality of who Jesus is, like who God is. God is this, is this person who's come to us in Jesus. Um, and so, that's the moment of his eyes really being open. Like that's the moment of spiritual sight. So Jesus has coming to this world so that those who do not see, like those who are like, wow, I'm, like, I'm confused. I don't really know. I've got some questions, but yeah, I'm, I'm open to it. Like, okay, let's, let's think about this here. Jesus is coming to this world so that, so that those folks may see. And those who do see may become blind. And the Pharisees are like, well, we're not the blind ones, are we? <laughs> he says, if you were blind, you wouldn't have sin, right? So if you, but, but now you say we see, as in we know all the right things. Like we've got all the answers. We, we, we are set up as the ones who get to decide like what is seeing and what is blindness, what is uh, right and what is wrong. We've, we actually control that. And Jesus is saying, like, if you were, if you were blind, then no, you wouldn't have sin. Like you, you, because the, the problem is, is that you're saying, well, we see. And the, and by implication, those people over there, they don't, right? We, we've decided, we've decided what truth is. And, and, and Jesus says, you know, because you're doing that. Your sin remains like that actually is your sin. Your sin is saying we've got, we've got it all figured out. We have all the right answers. (sighs) Wow. So if we bring this into today, like, what does that look like? Where do we see churches that are just saying, this is the way it is. Like you, you have to sign off on this 17 point, faith statement and you have to believe everything that's here or you're wrong you know you're not allowed in or you're in this category of people and if you if you stray outside of that category then then you're kicked out you know where do we see that happening in faith communities where the structures of leadership the power dynamics in those communities are basically saying look we see and no one else can teach us like they said to the blind men We see we've got it all right, and you have got it all wrong. Um, And wherever that's happening, I think this text applies, where Jesus is saying, wherever that's happening, your sin remains. So anyway, this is a fascinating text, and there's probably, well, there is way more here than I've talked about, but this is kind of a little bit of my spin on, uh, on the text, and I'm sure... Uh, you also might have your own things that you bring from this, um, even just the the basic of, hey, Jesus heals people. Wow, this is, this is amazing. What an amazing sign. Um, but yeah, there's just so much going on in this passage and might be a bit of a pivotal passage just for understanding, you know, who it is that Jesus is um coming to to help. It's 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 sort of those who in humility or humbleness are saying, okay, like yeah, I I, I know I don't have it all figured out. I want to try to learn. Like I'm I'm gonna try to listen and learn and, and 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 figure this out as I go. Um, Lord help me help me believe, help me understand. Um, rather than those who are just saying, um, this is the way it is and it's the only way to understand it. Anyway, said lots about that. I hope you have a good day today and hope this, uh, reflection, uh, helps you in some way or sparks your own imagination and your own thoughts about this amazing text, John chapter nine. Thanks for joining today. Take care.